we live? We are live. OMG, the Motleys have a podcast. <laughs> the Lord done gave us a podcast, Brennan. I know, right? We we are finally in the building. <laughs> we in all the buildings. <laughs> it's the very first episode, season one, episode one of the podcast. So we have officially launched. Today is launch day. Yeah. Not lunch day, launch. A launch day. I probably, I probably said lunch. <laughs> we want to welcome everybody to the very first episode season one of money matters with the motley's podcast i am your host dion motley ceo and co-founder of motley financial solutions and i am here today with my incredible business partner who also just happens to be my husband yep <laughs> what's up people go ahead and introduce yourself babe well, as you just said, I'm Prentice, and I am also the co-host of this podcast and the CIO of Motley Financial Solution. Like we need to give the people a proper intro. Oh God, not that one. Are you serious? You gotta do it. It's so played out. It is not played out. We have a new audience. We're gonna take a poll to see what the people think because I think it's I think it's played out. I don't think it's, it's so played cheesy. out. It's For so our day ones, <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. If you were true day one with Motley Motley, the Motleys, Motley Financial Solutions, all of that, making moves with the Motleys, if you are true day one, then you know the intro and the greeting that I am talking about. If you're new to listening into us, we thank you for tuning in. We want to welcome you, but we have to give you our greeting like it's what started all of this let's get this over with all right everybody i'm prentice i'm dion and we're the the motleys come on now (laughs) all right fine i know nostalgia okay all right he wants to take a poll so everybody go to the comments and let us know whether or not you like the greeting now i will say he did not do it with this as much enthusiasm come on now give me some credit he feels like it's played out and it's over and done with so if you're not familiar with who we are uh prentice and i are certified master financial coaches and we are a married couple who are business partners we're business partners and we've been married now for 16 years we were college sweethearts but God has allowed for us to do something pretty amazing. So back in 2017, we had officially started our financial freedom journey. And um, by way of taking a class through our church, shout out to Living the Word Church in Collinsville, Illinois, Pastor David T. Hawkins, and uh, our LTWC fam. But um, we had taken a class there and that just kind of, you know, kickstarted, you know, everything with us managing money, coaching and training others how to manage money because we were able to become 100% debt free in just 19 months by paying off over $83,000 of debt. And so 
from that, God birthed this ministry, you know, out of us where we're able to reach Christian millennial couples and singles, specifically professional black um, Christian millennial women have been our main target market. But we also, again, work with couples. And so we've been teaching others simple, realistic strategies to achieve financial freedom. And by way of us doing that, We have done several classes through our Believer's Budget course. We've done one-on-one coaching. We've had the opportunity to speak at different conferences across the United States. And just recently in 2020, in January uh, 2021, I'm sorry, um, our feature on CBN 700 Club aired uh, this past January. So if you have not had an opportunity to check that out, please head over to our website, MotleyFinancialSolutions.com forward slash 700 Club. But um, as I was saying, you know, we've had all these different opportunities to teach others and speak with people about, you know, their financial freedom journey and stewardship and how that all plays a part in you uh, managing what God has entrusted you with. And so this podcast is just another extension of the work that we've already been doing. And babe, I have to say, I'm, I'm excited to you know be sitting here with you because we don't have a lot of opportunity to work together on day-to-day yeah. stuff, you know? With you, yeah, me too. Definitely excited to be able to collaborate, um, talk about just the things that we do and what we do best and um, really all everything that stems from our story. I mean, that's 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 what we're here. That's that's how we have been able to help so many um, so many people. Uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to start this new uh, venture with you. Yep, I am. I am too. I am. I'm definitely um, excited. As I said, you know, we don't have a lot of opportunities to work together. Um, And so I feel like it's like really important, you know, with how our company came about and just the foundation of it. You know, we did everything together. Our journey, our financial journey was, you know, together. We married with over, you know, $30,000 in student loan debt. And so, you know, with that kind of being this thing, you know, that we had to overcome from day one, um, you know, I enjoy working with you and tackling goals and, you know, just diving deeper into our purpose partnership. So anyway, before we get all lovey-dovey on (laughs) y'all, I do want to introduce today's topic. So we're going to be talking about love and money, specifically how dating is affecting your finances. And, um, you know, we really wanted to dive in for, you know, this particular launch and, you know, introduction to the podcast. We're going to be talking about love and money, sex and money, marriage and money, money and mindset. So everything. So those are going to be the things that we're going to be covering during this launch. So we hope that you all will enjoy the content and that you'll, you know, continue to tune in. If you have not already followed us on social media, you can get in touch with us at Motley Financial Solutions on Facebook and Instagram. You can also join our private Facebook group where we do free monthly coaching. It's called Legacy Changers. 
on Facebook. And for me personally, I can be found at Dion.Motley on Instagram and Dion underscore Motley on Clubhouse. And then just Dion Motley on Facebook. And Prentice can be found at PL Motley on Instagram, Prentice Motley on Facebook, and Prentice Motley on Clubhouse. Good luck, because I'm never on there. <laughs> Just letting you know right now, I'm not a social media person. Uh, I get on there occasionally to promote our business by means of sharing content that my (laughs) wife puts out there. (laughs) But I am not a social media person, so. He's not, but you know what? Help him out, you all. Go follow his page, follow my page, follow our business page, keep in touch with us, encourage him a little bit because we need a little bit of male presence. But if nothing else, they'll be able to hear from you on this podcast, right? Okay, so he's going to be here on the podcast. But anyway, so let's talk about love and money and how dating is affecting your finances because it's different you know, in 2021, by way of, you know, the pandemic that hit in 2020, dating looks a little bit different, but there are still some things that happen, you know, when you're dating and when you're looking for love and you're looking for that person to connect to or potentially build your life with, you know, there's still, you know, standard rules out there, et cetera. I know it looks different again because of the pandemic, but we really wanted to dive into that because honestly, couples are not having conversations early enough when it comes to finances. So I want to share this article that I came across from Life and Money by Citibank, and it's called How Does Money Affect Your Dating Life? And in this particular article, it stated that singles spent an average of $1,500 on dates. That is an insane number. Like when I think of $1,500 on dates, like you're just talking about the activities, right? So maybe the movies or going out to dinner or, you know, attending some type of event, right? Um, And, you know, $1,500, that's a substantial amount of money that you can really do some stuff with (laughs) other than dating. And that was just the average. And when I think about my dating experience when I was single, um, I didn't spend a lot of money, but I also didn't expect, you know, that person that I was dating to spend a lot of money either. I don't think I ever had that expectation to say, well, I want you to buy this for me or treat me. Now, I I will say that if I was asked out on a date, then I would expect the young man to pay. You asked me out, so I don't expect to split the tab. But if it was something like, hey, let's just go, you know, do you want to hang out and, you know, just chill or whatever. And, you know, if we're at the crib or whatever and ordering food in, I might split, you know, the cost or something like that. But like, if you ask me out, out, the guy would expect you to pay. But what, what's your thought? Like, what was your experience like when pre me? I mean, <laughs> considering the fact that I only dated two women, yourself included, uh, 
Uh, I mean, my my experience was similar. I mean, I I you know I enjoyed going out to movies, uh, uh, going out to eat, doing things to just to really get to know um, the person I was with. Um, but yeah, when it, I mean when it when it came to money, um, I always I mean I in my head I kind of set a limit. I, I set a okay, hey, I'm not gonna go over this amount because I knew how much I was bringing in. So it was always a more of a conscious effort for me. Like I plan stuff out where, okay, we're going to go to the movies. I know how much it costs down to, uh, you know, at back then movie tickets were like $10. I don't know, like six, six. No, they were like, they were, no. Yeah. Cause GKC, GKC theaters, we used to get it for like $5, five or six bucks. But man, for real. Oh, <laughs> And so, yeah, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get two movie tickets, get a bucket of popcorn, and maybe some nachos or something, and drinks. And so, you know, I figure that out, and then I'll say, okay, well, maybe we want to go putt putt golfing or something afterwards. I, you know, who knows? And so I would, I would plan that out and 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 try to and try to like figure out, okay, do I got enough to to take care of this? And then I also had to pay for gas in my uh, my parents' car at the time so you know so i had to cover that too so i had to make sure that i had all bases covered but um i mean that that's really my experience and even with us i mean when it when it got to the point where you know uh you and i had started dating it was really we were in college right we were already scrapping pennies uh (laughs) you know so we we would we would find i mean we we let's just be honest it was it was cheap dates (laughs) but but yeah but it was it was always uh we always had fun with whatever we did tried to do a lot of things for free um uh especially like going to the muni you know uh, yeah just taking advantage of like you know different opportunities to explore and so i mean obviously if you all haven't gathered by now prentice and i you know we're pretty young when we met i think we said that we were you know college sweethearts already and so I met you when I was like 19 years old. And so our dating experience looks completely different from our friends that are dating now um, because you and I, we started pretty early. We're like, well, <laughs> we're like unicorns it, in this it, whole dating. It, it, it <laughs> yeah. kind of blends all together if you think about it, because we when we started truly dating, we were already essentially doing that, but we just didn't call it dating. We call it, we call it, Hey, let's hang out. Right. Because we developed that relationship early on as friends. Um, we became really good friends and we would do things just to be around each other. And honestly, that's what people do when they go out to date. Um, they're trying to get to know that person. Um, and so a lot of the times, I think sometimes I would pay, sometimes you would pay, uh, I think as a as a as a ego, I I, I tried to pay most of the time, um, but yeah, you I, know, I I definitely think that you were more of a planner than I was when it came to finances. The roles have reversed. <laughs> the Lord's spinning around, okay. Um, but when I think about you know, what this article was saying, like on average, $1,500. I couldn't, I mean, even now today, okay, like if you and I were single today, I could see it. Mm -hmm. I could see it actually happening. Definitely actually happening. Um, 
when you talk about how much money women, you know, we spend just to get ready, you know, get our hair done, get our nails done, you know, even if we're switching up something in our closet, it's like we, we feel this need to just have on like one new piece. Like even when you and I were dating and we called it dating where it was like, okay, we are officially, you know, together, we are officially a couple. I found, I found myself wanting to look extra special for you. Like, even though I knew I had you, it was kind of just like, yo, like, uh, uh-uh, like he got a no, no, like what he got. <laughs> I, I, what I had to do, what I had to, I had to what? You had to no, 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 what you had. <laughs> so, you know, it became different. Like I, I found myself like, man, like, you know, I have, I have a man, yeah, you know, he's, he's cool. He accepted me, you know, for who I was, but I still wanted to look cute for you. So I would find ways to do self-care, you know, to practice self-care. Um, and not just for myself, but also because I'm, I'm now representing you. Right. And so the amount of money that we spend to, to do that, to go through that process. You know, even like you were saying, you had to budget for how much the movie tickets were going to cost, how much gas you had to put in the car. And then on top of that, the cost of you grooming yourself, right? You wanted a new outfit, a new shirt, a new pair of case with whatever it was back in the day, whatever you like to wear, you know? Um, But the whole idea of dating and finances, like we don't really talk about it. You know what I mean? Like I don't ever recall a time um, until you and I started like doing things like in each other's apartments, like, you know, having like date nights in. I know I said doing things. Like, I'm just saying my mind went a different place. <laughs> hey, we weren't always saved. I'm just saying. Oh my God. Date nights in, okay, those things. Um, we weren't really talking about finances. It wasn't like, okay, you get this, I get that. We we share things as friends, but then, you know, like just the initial onset, like I wasn't asking you like, oh, like did you budget, you know, for this date? Or like do you budget at all? Like how do you manage your finances? If, if, If I asked you that or you asked me that, we would have thought the other was just weird. Weird and probably up to something like after, you know, after something. And so, you know, when we talk about the amount that the average person spends on dating and you're dating multiple people, Mm -hmm. right? Like not everyone is fortunate enough just to find the one, right? So you might have to go through a few knuckleheads and, you know, pigeons before you get to the one and all of that adds up but at the end of the day is it really worth it to spend that amount of money right like should you have a budget should you set a certain amount that you want to spend per day I'm gonna say absolutely yes Mm -hmm. absolutely yes whether you are doing online dating and if it turns, you know, to something where you want to meet in person or like us, you're friends with somebody and it's turning, you know, into something. I still feel like you as an individual, whether you're male or female, you as an individual, there should be like a maximum amount that you're going to spend on dating. 
you know, and when it comes to like the grooming part of it, like, you know, as I was saying before, like women, you know, we get our hair, nails, you know, everything, you know, done, that should still come, you know, with some boundaries, I would say. Um, If you're regularly able to keep yourself up, that's, that's one thing. I think it should start there. Right. So start with your own self-care, because if you're regularly grooming yourself and you're regularly, you know, scheduling time to get your nails done or, you know, get a pedicure, get your lashes done or, you know, get your hair done. If you're already doing those things, you know, you're keeping yourself up, you will feel less pressure to do it on date night, like date night might be a little some extra, like we're okay. Like, okay, girl, I'm gonna use a sugar scrub. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I'm gonna pull out, you know, my favorite, you know, perfume or something, you know, like that. Um, and then when it comes to like clothing and outfits, use what you already have in your closet. Like you're dating this person. They haven't seen everything in your closet. You don't need to go out and buy anything new. <laughs> you don't need to go out and buy anything new. Um, the element of surprise guys want to be, uh, to to know that there's always some uh, level of um, uh, mystery uh, to the women that they're dating, uh, but if you just if you all if you show it all at one, one time, it's like okay, I've seen everything that uh, you have to offer. Yeah, and then also too, like don't be afraid to talk with your dating partner about like certain amounts that you're comfortable with them spending, you know, that they're comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, spending. Um, as Prentice and I were saying, like, you know, when we started dating, like for real, for real dating, we'd have conversations about that. And it would literally be like, okay, you know, I have enough to buy a bag of chicken from Walmart if you're able to get the mashed potatoes and you can get the corn. And okay, well, then I can add on the drinks and maybe I'll get a dessert. Like we were splitting the cost, you know, of everything. We did that early on where we shared things that we did things together. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to work out in every single relationship, but definitely if you get to the point where you know that relationship is getting serious, you all need to start having conversations around money and what dating looks like for the two of you, right? So like maybe every, you know, two times that you all go out, maybe that third date is, you know, a date in, or maybe you do one paid, you know, event a month, one free event, you know, maybe a virtual event. And then you have, you know, a chill night or something like that. Like you don't have to go out every single time. And I feel like with you and I, because we were in this place where we were in college, number one, so we really didn't have mobility to go anywhere anyway. You and I had the ability to get to know each other in a different way. You know what I mean? Like it it was more... Uh, intimate it was slowed down in a in a way because we couldn't <laughs> we didn't have the freedom you know to go out and do you know certain things and then even transitioning to dating um you know while we're married that looked different yeah. hey everyone it's your co-host Prentice here and today I'm here to talk to you about anchor if you haven't heard it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the podcast. So let's talk about dating while married. Dating while married? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think it's still important for you to date your spouse. I agree. Uh okay, so <laughs> let me just I'm I'm a I'm gonna rip the band-aid off, be a little transparent. So this is an area that I don't do as great of a job as I do other things. Um, and only so is because I, you know, I know I'm getting ready to contradict myself. I'm not as a great of a planner. And <laughs> um, certain y'all see how things. he got me. But see, no, no. Let, let me let me just explain. Let me explain myself. Let me explain myself. So, um. And I'm trying to do this without being petty. So put your petty boots on. <laughs> I stay suited and booted. So I take ownership that yeah, I don't I don't plan enough dates. I'll be honest. I get caught up in the the you know the hustle and bustle of daily life, trying to trying to do a good job on the job, trying to build our business. You know um, that it it often it often just doesn't happen. And, um, and it's not until we realize like, man, we haven't done anything. It's like, okay, well, let's, what are we going to do? Or, or you get frustrated and you decide to do something. Um, so I know I definitely have to do a better job with that, um, of just at least figuring out, Hey, this month we're going to do this. And it may not always cost, you know, or be a cost factor. I mean, we both like staying indoors. We like, you know, playing games, but maybe, you know, just being able to say, Hey, I'm planning for us to do something to spend time together. Here's what we're going to do. Um, you know, I know I need to get better at that. Monetarily, I will say that as a married couple, we've spent more on dating than we did when we were single and, you know, dating other people or dating each other, but we were broke. Listen, (laughs) praise God for the budget. Hallelujah. But it's different. You know, I feel like with you and I teaming up and you can, you know, speak on this, but you and I teaming up to manage our finances together, you know, as a team, even from day one, translated into how we handle money in our marriage. You know, like having that level of trust and comfortability with each other, because we we didn't have deep money conversations when we were dating because I mean honestly we we didn't have any but we talked about how we managed our finances like I can remember you banked at Union Planners Bank <laughs> man Union Planners uh, this this podcast is not sponsored because that bank no longer exists but I, um, anyway but you you know you worked at uh, not worked at the bank but you I remember you like taking the time to balance out your checkbook making sure that your bills were paid and things like that. And I don't ever remember us like swiping a debit card too often. I feel like we pay for everything in cash. Or check. Yeah, cash or check at the time. And so we weren't, you know, going out here buku crazy, like racking up debt. Another article by the New York Post um, stated 
Wow. Stated that the average American spends $121,000 on dating in their lifetime. $121,082.40 to be exact. So out of 2,000 Americans, they found that on average, the dating will cost them $168 a month. But the number increases for married folks who will spend an average of $185 to keep the spark alive in their relationship. And I feel like that's true. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that's true. Same article mentions that the New York Post tw- 20, yeah, 28% uh, uh, revealed that they would be willing to go into debt to, to date. date. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, Not if you're working with Miley Financial Solutions, no. you ain't. I mean, I, I, mean, I think, okay, a, okay. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that question, but just in thinking of how, you know, relationships work, you have some people who are strapped financially, but they want that connection. Mm. Like that, con- that personal connection, that intimate connection is causing them to... Not think rationally. Yeah, not think rationally, you know, about it. And we talk about the emotional impact that finances, you know, has on your life. Like you tend to do things that you typically wouldn't because you're not thinking with a clear head. Um, You know, you're not thinking with wisdom. You know, you're not acting with wisdom. And so those people being willing to go into debt are probably thinking like, okay, it might be worth it in the end, right? Like if I use this credit card to buy this outfit or take this person out or, you know, spend time with this person or travel, you know, with this person, they might be the one and it might be worth it, you know? Um, Because I mean, really, you can't put a price tag on real love, you know, a real authentic relationship, you know, out of all the mistakes that you and I have made, knowing the type of relationship that you and I have, I can't put a price tag on that. You know, I'm glad that it wasn't an expensive price tag. Hallelujah. In the beginning, but (laughs) I do anything for you now. I'm gonna buy you that boat one day. If you're interested in those articles, we will make sure that we have links to them in our show notes, um, as well as all of our contact information and where you can get a hold of us um, to submit questions or comments for the podcast. Again, if you are currently virtually dating and you're you know, willing to share your experience, please send us an email and just kind of share your story with us at info at modelyfinancialsolutions.com because we are interested to know how this whole love dating and money affects uh, virtual uh, relationships. But uh, before we wrap things up, we want to give you all some advice and just kind of share some tips when it comes to dating. So number one is when you are actively dating, okay, make sure that you budget every single month. If you're going to, you know, if you're really, you know, pursuing dating and you're like, okay, I want to make sure that I have enough for my hair, my nails, activities, et cetera, budget for those things, add that into your budget. Dating should not be a thing that is like a happenstance, right? And it's not an emergency, (laughs) To go out on a date, you know, budget some money every single month, set some set up a certain amount aside, you know, an amount that you're actually comfortable with an amount that you can actually afford that is within your means, meaning that you are not busting your budget and spending more money than you bring in. Okay, set a certain amount and let that be that. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to let that person know, Okay, I can't 
attend said event with you or go out with you because my budget, you know, is depleted. We'll have to do something next month. Okay. And if you're not at that level of comfortability with that particular person where you're ready to talk about money, just let them know, Hey, I'm not able to make it this month. Can we do something uh, next month? And then too, uh, one thing I want to point out there is focus on what dating, what's, what's the goal of dating, right? When you're dating, you're trying to get to know someone or you're trying to just spend time doing similar things or uh, trying to find out what things you have in common. Uh, it doesn't always take a whole lot of money to do that. Sometimes something as simple as going to a park and just having a discussion or walking, taking a stroll in the park just to talk and understand who that person is. Like, don't, you know, don't over complicate it. You know, I know I mentioned earlier on the podcast that, you know, um, that's an area that I don't do as great of a job in. But honestly, I know my wife really, really well because I took the time to get to know her. And it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't always, uh, you know, uh, an event that we had to go to or dinner. It, it was just making sure I was intentional about uh, setting the time to go to, to, to get to know her um, and spending time with her. Uh, but so I just want to put that out there that don't overthink it. Um, and, and, and if you are wanting to do something or just get out of the house or what have you, again, to Dion's point, just make sure that you have it covered, budget for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for both male and females, you know, do, do both of those things. Um, I also want to make mention here really quick. So we do kind of, I don't even want to call it a training, but we have a resource that we teach our couples and, and we primarily focus on this in our couple sessions, but it's called the connection between your partner and your paper, five steps to effectively communicate about money. And this is a guide that you can use whether or not you're dating, you're engaged, you're in um, a relationship, you're married. And so it lays out the foundation of um, how you begin building that bridge between you and, you know, your said partner on having that discussion about money and establishing, you know, order um, between God, you and your partner, um, between you and your partner when it comes to, you know, stewardship, communication, financial trust, purpose, partnership and kingdom building. Those are the five steps. And so we really took the time to create this guide that not only educates you on how to begin to have those conversations, but it actually gives you questions to ask within this particular guide. So if you are interested in trying to figure out what questions you should be asking or how you should be diving into money conversations when you're dating, like when is the right time, you know, etc. I definitely recommend that you should get your hands on this guide. And um, it's not on our website yet. So this is exclusive. So if you're listening to the podcast, send us a message um, at info at MotleyFinancialSolutions.com or you can DM us on our social media pages at Motley Financial Solutions, at Dion.Motley or at P.O. Motley on Instagram. And you can send us 
a message um, requesting this and we will get you an exclusive copy for a discount. So again, it's called the connection between your partner and your paper, five steps to effectively communicate about money. And again, you can use this guide, whether you're single, engaged, dating, married, and it's all about building that bridge between, you know, connecting conversations and talking with your partner about money. Okay. Um, for the second tip, be transparent about your money. Okay. And do not avoid having the money conversations. I would say when you are dating and you realize that the relationship is turning into something more serious Begin to start having those conversations. I don't know, babe. What do you think? Yeah, I do think it's important to to talk about that early on. I mean, because what what you found, I, I hate hearing couples who never have the money conversation. They get engaged, they get married, and they find out it's a more of a surprise. Like, oh, you're really bad with money. You don't plan for anything, or your idea of how we would handle finances is that you you cover certain bills, I cover certain bills, and it may be completely different. You you may have a completely different upbringing on how uh, or, or view on how you would handle finances. So being able to, once you're at the point where you're serious and the relationship has gotten uh, more serious, where you're going down that route of potentially uh, – uh, looking at marriage talk about it early just you know even starting a question as hey how you know when 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 uh how do you handle your finances how do you like what are you you know what are your goals um you know how do you you know how much debt do you have like talking about though those some those are some things that need to be asked before you are even married in my opinion I mean, because sometimes they can be deal breakers and I'm not trying to be funny, but depending on what you're getting into, if you're not, number one, if, if you're at a, if you're a person that handles your finances very well, but you're, you're, you love someone and potentially want to marry someone that is horrible with it, right? That might be a deal breaker for you, or, uh, it may be something you're willing to help them through, but are they willing to be helped? And are they willing to be able to understand that the way that they're managing is not going to work, um, especially when you two uh, become become one? And so that needs to be discussed early on and understand. I mean, it's OK that you may have differences or you guys have different perspectives on how you view money. But that is definitely something that um, uh, should be talked about. From yeah. from from the moment that it becomes more serious, yeah, and it's not impossible to you know um, have those conversations or get the other person to see your perspective, you know, especially with the way that we set this guide up because it starts with guide you and your partner, right? And we talk about the importance of not just communicating with your partner, but you need to be communicating with God before you even talk to your partner, right? It's imperative that you invite God into your story. Um, You being able to hear from God is what's going to help lead you to that partnership in the first place. And then being able to have those conversations, right? You don't want to be unequally yoked, right? So, 
like the first foundation, if you're a Christian, you know, you need to tie yourself to another believer. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, right? Um, and with you, within you doing that part, you still need to manage your finances and have a solid and spiritual, you know, relationship with God before even going into a partnership. Okay. And so I wholeheartedly believe that by you going back to that first relationship between you and God, that's going to help lead you into having a good relationship with your partner. And then when it comes to, you know, managing money, it starts with stewardship. That's the first step that we talk about. It starts with stewardship and you being a responsible manager over your finances, you as an individual and your partner as an individual being a good steward. If you all can't even come, you know, to the same agreement or get on the same page with that, that's enough right there during the dating phase to, you know, kind of clue you in to let you know, like, eh, I'm not really sure, you know, about this. And I feel like two people, mm, this is going to sound really mean to say, but you need to get out of your feelings when it comes to finances. We all have issues. We all have problems. We all have struggles. Okay. That's why the black, the, the black wealth gap is what it is. Sorry, we got a notification, but that's why the black wealth gap is what it is. As African-Americans, we struggle financially and it's not necessarily because of income. Most of the time, it's because of financial literacy that we struggle with. We don't know what we don't know. And so you being that person to interview or vet the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you cannot afford to be shy and that person cannot afford to be offended, literally, (laughs) <laughs> you literally cannot afford it. Why? Because if I if if, if I have a $20,000 dream wedding on my mind, but then my partner is thinking more like a 5 to 10, we're already at opposite ends of the spectrum, right? And your wedding day or planning the wedding should not be the first time that you all talk about finances. If you even talk about it, then you need to be talking about it during the dating phase. That's why we called it the connection between your partner and your paper. So be willing to be real and be transparent and have those conversations early. Why? Because you'll learn later on in another episode where we're talking about marriage and money, financial infidelity, is like the second reason that couples do not stay together. So if you're having the conversation earlier in your relationship, during your courtship, and you're budgeting for your date nights, you're openly talking about the maximum amount you all feel comfortable spending to date the other person. You're talking about their money habits, even as far as stewardship. Start with stewardship. Do you tithe? Are you a faithful tither? Do you believe? Like, you know, and again, if you need a guide and you're needing, you're needing some, you know, structure for how to go about asking these questions, you can get a copy of the connection between your partner and your paper. If you DM us on Instagram, either MotleyFinancialSolutions.com, Dion.Motley, or at PL Motley. If you message us, 
us, we will get you a copy of um, this connection guide um, for a discount. And so it gives you the questions so that you don't feel like you have to come up with something. Now, definitely you can add to it, but we give you some starter questions that will really help you dive into having that conversation uh, with your potential partner. Uh, The second thing is that, you know, I think with this day and age, and we kind of talked about this, we're not really well versed in this area, but date virtually if you have to, you know, date virtually until you feel comfortable enough meeting that person in real life. You know, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Again, we shared that we don't have a lot of experience or have a lot of people in our circle that do virtual dating, but I still think that that would be a good place to start, you know? And look at this as a flip side. If it doesn't work out, you can dump them virtually. You can dump them. I just found out what this is today, okay? I just found out what it means to be zumped. So for the people who don't know, babe, please explain what zumping is. Zumping is essentially dumping your significant other, uh, your date, uh, virtually via Zoom. Hence the name Zump. The world will be all right, okay? We have a word a term for everything, a zumping. So as Prentice said, if you're dating virtually and it ain't working, you can zump that person before you all get into a whole money entanglement. Man, you're going to have arguments. Zump you, man. (laughs) Zump you and your mama. (laughs) That's the new block. (laughs) That's the new block. Zumped. Um, And then lastly, dating at home. Um, And of course, if you feel comfortable enough, but, you know, if you're already in a, a relationship, I am still waiting for us to have like a for real, for real date night in. Like we still haven't done that during the pandemic. Like, like our date nights are kind of like, you know, we may order some food or we cook and, you know, we either eat at the table or we eat in front of the TV and kind of cuddle on the couch a little bit. But I'm still waiting for us to have like that date night where we pull out the candles and this and the other. Um, we haven't done that in, in a while, but like dating at home, you know, is a thing. I know a lot of couples that do like the little painting parties and, uh, like virtual dating and, uh, things like that, like with other couples and stuff like that. I feel like that will be fun, um, to do. But again, when it comes to like your finances, don't allow for dating to be an added stressor. Okay. Let things happen organically, but wisely. Um, and make sure that you're being good stewards over what God has blessed you with. The last thing that you want to do is spend said amount of dollars. Okay. Again, you know, we shared that one of the articles stated that on average, you know, men and women are spending $1,500 and, you know, in a month's time span, we're talking about 169 to $185 spent between singles and married couples, you know, that are dating. And so, you know, be wise with that money. If you are at a place where you're trying to get your finances to, uh, excuse me, if you're in a place where you're trying to get your finances together and, you know, you still want to go out and have fun, budget for that and plan for it. We're not those type of financial coaches that are going to tell you to stop your whole entire life and put everything on pause and like do nothing, you know, just blink and drink water. Like we're not (laughs) those type of coaches because during the time that we were on our journey, we still lived our lives and we had fun, but we made sure 
that we planned for, that we budgeted for. So if you don't get anything else out of this podcast, if you don't get anything else out of this message, just know that you can still date and have fun, but make sure that you're budgeting for the fun that you're having because you don't want it to get out of control and affect and impact your finances negatively. Okay. Well, that is all that we have for this podcast episode. Again, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to rate this podcast if you enjoyed it. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Again, my name is Dion Motley. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Motley Financial Solutions. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Dion.Motley, Clubhouse at Dion underscore Motley, and Facebook Dion Motley. And for our business uh, information, you can email us at info at MotleyFinancialSolutions.com with any questions that you might have or any comments that you want to submit for the podcast. And you can also follow us on our business Instagram and Facebook pages at Motley Financial Solutions. You can also find Prentice at PL Motley on Instagram, Prentice Motley on Facebook, and Prentice Motley on Clubhouse. All of that information will definitely be in the um, show notes. We also want to thank our sponsors. Don't forget to come back for the next episode where we're going to be talking about sex and money. Again, this is the very first episode. So thank you for being a part of the, a part of the launch. We will talk to you in the next episode. Hey everybody, this is Prentice. And I'm Dion. And And we're we're the the Motleys. Motleys. And you're tuned in to the Money Matters with the Motleys podcast.